0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for Bearcat Rewind. I'm Matt Tritton. Today, we're talking Northwest Missouri State track and field and cross country with head coach Brandon Masters here on episode number 28 of Bearcat Rewind. Coach Masters, going into his third year now at Northwest Missouri State. They just wrapped up year number two Uh, in just the indoor track and field season alone. uh, He and Coach Gibson racked up 20 All-Americans on the men's and women's sides combined. So uh, big things happening for Northwest Missouri State. Of course that was just through the indoor season. A lot of strides made in the cross-country portion in the fall during the winter with that indoor season. And then of course because of the virus, we didn't even have an outdoor season at all for Northwest Missouri State track and field. So kind of catching a a glimpse of where northwest missouri state is headed uh and it looks pretty impressive there for coach masters and coach gibson so really appreciate coach masters coming on to talk with us about that as well as his background too coming in to northwest missouri state university we want to remind you that bearcat rewind is brought to you by the northwest foundation providing support for the northwest alumni association and the university's funding needs since 1971 More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash alumni. We spoke with Coach Masters about delivering the news to his team that the day before the Indoor National Championships, they wouldn't be able to compete at all. How he got into the coaching ranks, which is a pretty interesting story, and much, much more. Brandon Masters is our guest on this edition of Bearcat Rewind. Coach Masters, thank you for coming on the podcast and chatting with us here this morning. How have you been, and how have you been holding up through kind of an awkward spring into the summer now?
1: Yeah, doing it the best we can. You know, obviously, uh, things changed uh, way different than what we expected it to be this year, and and, um, you know, between... Uh, The situation uh, for me, but also the kids, you know, um, student-athletes, definitely a unique situation. But I think the team, uh, mindsets, mentality, uh, uh, positive as we can be during this time.
0: Well, we take it back into March, and as we're going through and, you know, kind of coming up in the very near future, you see the outdoor season uh, for Northwest Missouri State track and field, but even before that, you have a huge weekend coming up with the NCAA Indoor National Championships. You had uh, quite a few from both the men's and the women's teams legitimate shots at going in and bringing home a national championship. And I believe it was the day before it was actually to get underway whenever the NCAA kind of sent everything down to, to wipe out all these championships. What, what's the high that you go from getting ready to compete in a national championship to the low of finding out that it's not going to happen that year?
1: Yeah, you know, we had an amazing indoor season, both men and women, uh, particularly the women's side as far as if we talk about national championships. We didn't have the depth, but we were very, very good on the the top level. Largest group that I have ever taken to the national championships, and we're actually at the venue finishing up our very last practice, kind of uh, stretching, uh, talking about tomorrow, you know, the next day when we – Lace it up and and go compete, and that's when we got uh, the word and had to share it with the kids at the venue uh, just you know two teams were there, Colorado School of Mines and uh, you know our kids uh finishing up their 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 practice uh before the next day started and it was it was really a surreal surreal moment in that we had uh so so few people in there, and we found out and uh, the kids took it. Um, you know, it's hard for them. Uh, they they took it as well as can be expected. You know, uh, many tears, especially with the seniors. And we had such a, a upperclassman laden, uh, you know, women's team. Uh, they were ranked fifth going in. We were incredibly healthy. We were ready to go. And you talk about a national championship. You know, we. we we were in the hunt, you know anytime you're in the top five you you, you can you can pull off the victory uh and uh I felt like we we're ready to go uh we're we're as good as any team in the country and uh you, you know to at that moment to see not only their season end their outdoor season end and many of them you know knowing that they're going to graduate and, and and some of them have jobs and things their careers end and it was, it was a tough time. Uh, most difficult uh, time I've ever had in, in coaching or, or one of the top three anyway. And, um, then we're thinking, okay, how do we, how do we get home? You know? So, uh, you know, it, it was, it was a very strange uh, time and, and, uh, went from the highest high to, to the lowest low in, in a matter of uh, just a few moments. Uh, so, um, Interesting uh, time in my life. Definitely a, an experience I don't want to have again.
0: As we're creeping up on that weekend, you, you see a little bit more and more of the virus kind of impacting things around the country. And I think everybody just kind of crossing their fingers that you know maybe maybe we'll get through this. And I'm sure on your end, thinking let's at least get to Sunday before it starts taking out college sports. Did it feel like you might have that window to get through, or did you have that kind of gut feeling that this might not end well? You
1: know, I thought since we we were there, and you know many of the teams had been practicing and everybody had been around each other, I thought there was some hope to get through it even without fans. And um, when they did cancel it, it was a little bit of a shock. Uh, but the bigger shock was they canceled outdoor immediately. Uh, and I think that's what um, you understand that sometimes you have to do to make a hard decision, uh, but that actually kind of, you know, brought some anger into As why, why are we canceling, you know, outdoor as well? And, and, you know, the experts knew uh, more than uh, we did obviously and, and uh, you know, protecting the student athlete is the, the primary concern. So looking back, I, I, Understand their decision-making process, but uh, at the time it was, you know, a little selfish uh, thinking. Oh man, they're canceling our season and and things. And you got to look at the bigger picture. Uh, but uh, gut feel, I thought we were going to get through without fans and have a national championship. And um, I really felt like uh, all the information that was given down from the NCAA folks at the at the meet. Uh, felt like we were going to have the opportunity to to compete. Obviously, that didn't
0: happen. There are a lot of – there's time and there are quite a few changes, I'm sure, that have to be made and things to be figured out between now and actually the the start of fall sports here at Northwest Missouri State uh, in the coming months. But I guess uh, the first on on your docket would probably be that cross-country season. If there's going to be one sport that you can kind of look at with the way it's constructed that, hey, we should be able to go out and compete – it should be cross-country, right? I mean, the runners get out there, you're you're out in the open, outdoors, just everybody kind of out on their own. Theoretically, that's one that should be able to go off with that hitch, right?
1: Well, you certainly hope so. I mean, I I do. Uh, we are really very, very good this year. And, you know, coming off of a fifth place nationally last year, no one expected us to, to have. And And knowing that a majority of our guys are back and with some really good recruits coming in, uh we sure hope it goes off because we're loaded and uh you would think with how cross country is set up um that we could we could make this happen uh but NCAA does not look at cross country for their decision making uh processes uh, my guess is if if football doesn't happen uh nothing's happening so uh you know I I would love for them to look at a case-by-case basis. I simply don't know that that will happen.
0: As we look at it, and we'll kind of jump back and forth here just a little bit between the um, indoor and outdoor and and in cross-country, but speaking of of the strong team you have coming in, you you kind of look back at what we had just a year ago and and, – Finishing fifth overall at the national championship, and you you see uh, Kareem Chingley and Jordan Cope, not only All-Americans in the 5,000 meters in the indoors, uh, but those two also coming out, finishing ninth and sixth individually um, and respectively there uh, in the uh, cross-country national championships. When, When you watch a couple guys like that compete and go at it, could you just see them, Making each other better, and that iron sharpens iron throughout the year. To where once you got to the Nationals, you kind of knew you had a good chance of a, a couple of guys finishing pretty high.
1: Yeah, of course. When when you battle every day in practice, and people push you, uh, we have we have several within within the group on that on that men's squad where uh, you know obviously Jordan and Kareem practice together because they're very. Uh, like athleticism, mindset, that type of thing, and and so they got better because they had each other. And then we have a, a second and a third group as well that uh, you know really train and, and do their efforts on a on a daily basis together. And when you have that kind of talent, um, you know you, you never as an athlete. I, I don't think for me anyway. I never wanted to be the best one on the team. I never wanted to be that because I, I, you know, I wanted to work hard and stay hungry and and try to, you know, beat the best every day. You know, and if you're practicing with the best every day, you're 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 bound to get better. And and I think that's what we have on this team. If you're looking at cross country, if you're looking at indoor and outdoor track and field, depending on the event group, we have a a very nice group for each. Uh, area that, that we're building this team around and uh, the reason being is that your training group really allows you to succeed at a high level and that's what Kareem and Jordan had in each other and and, and that cross country team, men's team period uh, uh, was they, they battled together, they, they made each other better every day and uh, you know, we were fortunate to be happy and healthy and ready to roll for the, the cross country meet and, and uh, had some great success you know, with those guys, even though we didn't have any depth, really, uh, we counted on everybody uh, to 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 do their thing, and and uh, and finishing fifth was was incredible. I mean, obviously, you'd love to be fourth, that way you get the the big trophy and the podium and and things. But top five in the country, uh, you know, was an amazing accomplishment. Since we were tenth in conference the year before, seventeenth in region the year before. And to go second in conference, second in region, and fifth at nationals was an amazing testament to these guys, these guys' talent, but also their um, ability to work together uh, to, to go for a common goal.
0: Those guys tear it up, of course, throughout the, the cross-country season. They also do great throughout the indoor season. Northwest Missouri State finished uh, men's and women's teams a combined 20 indoor All-Americans, just one of seven programs in the country to be able to do that. That is to feel pretty good. Year two here at Northwest, um, it felt like year one, you kind of uh, got in a little bit late after that hiring process and, and just kind of hit the ground running. That has to feel pretty good to be able to go through two years in and say, man, we're we're on the up and up for sure.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, you talk about the hiring process. I got oh man, I think I uh, I ended up getting here in Maryville about ten days before the kids arrived and school started. So it was crazy late. Uh, I didn't know my roster. Um, I'm you know going to the roster right before the, the team meeting, and and it was a, it was a crazy situation. Obviously, no opportunity to recruit that year. It was all about, you know, uh, trying to learn the names of your kids and understand what event groups they're even in, and, and then it was obviously the uh, you know new coaching staff, new training, new everything for these kids, and I felt like we did a really good job of setting a foundation of leadership and culture that first year. Uh, recruiting was. Uh, i I thought it was lackluster i I didn't give us a very good grade uh for recruiting that year because we were trying to open a new venue in Hughes Fieldhouse. we hosted you know three meets uh with a, a staff that's never done it you know building the staff building the you know the you know the officials and things uh in the new area is very difficult and um hosting a a conference meet indoors it was a crazy year and and so you know, that year um, was was tough, uh, but the kids uh, were were amazing, had some great leaders. And then we had, you know, the end of the year, we really started, uh, Coach Gibson and I really started getting some good recruiting done. And to go from the team that we had uh, at the conference level the first year, and then, and then this, this going into my second year and having, 22 All Americans, two in cross country, 20 in the indoor season. Uh, knowing that 22 All Americans and we had, uh, what we have, 12 All American selections my first year and 22 through indoor, not even having an outdoor, uh, was amazing. Uh, more amazing was the five years prior to Coach Gibson and I getting here, we had nine total All American selections during the entire five years. Wow. So to do year one to, you know, have 12 and then 22 through indoor is is awesome. Uh, we are on our way. We are doing exactly what we wanted to do, and that's to be a, a national caliber team, to be considered one of the best teams in the country, and, you know, being given that accolade of, of one of only seven teams in the country to have twenty All-American uh, nominations is is uh, is proof that we are on our way, and that that's exciting, you know. And, and you know, we talk about it, tell the kids, "Hey, we're going to be doing this. We're going to be great. You got to keep your nose to the grindstone, believe, you know, and all this." And to see that what we say is is, is coming true is. It gives them a lot of reinforcement, and hey, we're doing the right thing. We're on our way, and uh, uh, and that's the kids just believing in, buying in, and, and jumping in, you know, uh, feet first into a into a coaching staff and a belief in in a, in a program. It's always nice to have that that evidence that we are on the right track.
0: It's huge to reinforce for the student athletes that are here. Huge for recruiting at the same time, of course, too. And you think about that, a couple of big holes to fill whenever you think you're losing Jordan Hammond from that women's team, a senior. Uh, she was a three time All American this year alone in three different events. Same for Heba Magoo to be moving on. What have those two meant to this program and, and to help yourself and Coach Gibson kind of establish things and, and build it up in the right way?
1: Well, yeah, we do lose some some ladies uh that uh, were, were big contributors, but, uh, you know, We will be keeping a a couple of our seniors because of the the NCAA COVID waiver. You know, Heba will uh, actually be uh, staying next year for her final outdoor. She's going to start a grad program, and and she's uh, able to do that. And and um, we we did lose most of those seniors, but Heba is one that's coming back. Uh, is going to be coming back as well for her, uh, final outdoor campaign. So, we do have a couple of leaders that, that, uh, you know, that have been through this process that will have the opportunity to compete, hopefully, outdoors this, this next year. Um, but we did lose, um, uh, some major leadership, uh, on, on the women's side. So, if we specifically talk about the women's team, we, we had, uh, amazing upper class group between seniors and, and Red Junior and, and Alex Cochelle that, uh, um, majority of we uh, have lost to graduation, jobs, and so forth. And, um, you know, so we're going to be leaning very, very heavily on a small junior class uh, group, uh, group of ladies that I did not recruit that are fantastic leaders and uh, work ethic, and, and we're excited to have them as our our, our next level uh, leadership. Um, but my first class of uh, sophomores will be sophomores next year, and then a, a huge group of freshmen ladies uh, recruiting went very well this year for a freshman class. And we will be um, almost double in size, our women's program from when I started here to, to now having over 50 ladies on this team. And, um, so we, we do have a, we're very, very young on the women's squad. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm counting on some of those leaders to step in and, and, uh, help us with this big, big class of freshmen.
0: And this will be year three coming up here at Northwest for you. And uh, you come to Northwest from uh, Colorado Springs after being a uh, RMAC coach of the year, along with Ross Fellows, a, a co-head coach for you up there um, at uh, Colorado Springs. For you, an Emporia State alumni, was it important to come back to the MIAA um, or, or was it kind of seeing a program that you could build and, and continue to to grow, but also of course a new facility here? But, coming back to, to northwest missouri state getting back in the region what was important for you to to, to come back to this area
1: well i think the the biggest draw to uh, you know for northwest in this job is is to be part of the best track and field conference in the country my double is it uh we we have the best conference it's the toughest competition you know i've coached in the glvc and and you mentioned UCCS in Colorado Springs at the RMAC conference. Those are good conferences, and and they're very good in some areas. But across the board, you know, between every event group, the MIAA is is the class of, of the country. Uh, there's no better conference in the country. And and as a coach, you always look at uh, you know your goals. Um, certainly being considered one of the best, having the opportunity. To compete against the the, the best athletes uh, week in, um, week out is is what y- you look to do, and um, you know that's that's one of the decisions to to be here. You know, obviously, the tools around what we have here certainly. I, I you know I, I don't know that I would be here without Hugh Fieldhouse. It's an amazing tool that it was uh, just opening, uh, you know. And one of the major decisions in, in choosing, you know, to come here, uh, you look around and say, "Okay, as a coach, do I have the tools necessary to build what I want to build?" And that's a national championship level program. Well, the academics here in Northwest are incredible. The, the community support, the the support of the athletic uh, department, um, the, the tools. Uh, with athletic training and strength conditioning and and then of course the the diamond is, is Hughes huge field house and that indoor 300 meter track we have all the tools necessary to build a program that can win a national title and although we're not we're not a fully funded program and it, you know we still don't have the same amount of uh, scholarships that, that some other schools have in the conference or the, the country uh we're on the way to uh, to go get those goals and win a national national title. You know, we were set up on the women's side this year, and our men's program is absolutely un- unbelievable, um, you know, next year. But, you know, you know, the other draws are, hey, I'm a Midwest guy. You know, I grew up just outside of Topeka, Kansas, and only a couple hours from home, and Emporia State uh, uh, alum. My wife is an Emporia State alum, and she's from Topeka, and so – you know, it, the, the draw to come back to the Midwest was 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 big, and and uh, we knew we had the opportunity to to build something special here at Northwest.
0: You go to school just right down the road at ESU. Uh, you're uh, an impressive student athlete there, but uh, also uh, a major in biology. So, <laughs> you know, was there at any time thinking, you know, what, I'm going to head into more of a science field and and uh, you know, kind of ice some of those big dollars down the road in that field instead of uh, coming down to uh, to coach
1: you know it's funny i had a, a not a normal process to to coaching collegiately you know i, I was a biology major uh, you know pre-med pre-pharmacy as chemistry minor um, you know and i had a pretty good gpa as well just under three six you know at, at emporia state in, in those areas and so the goal was you know, health sciences, you know, and I always had planned on going that route. But, you know, with school and I, I was, I was, uh, you know, offered a job when I was finishing up uh, my school. And, and, you know, as a young man, you're like, man, they're going to offer me, you know, a, a certain amount of money here that uh, I've, I've never been able to make before, or I could go and continue on down the path to school. and I really didn't know what direction I wanted to go, whether... Physical therapy or pharmacy or team ed, you know, whatever. So, uh, you know, I, I uh, took the job and, and, you know, that kind of led into business and, and, um, you know, spent, uh, 10 plus years, uh, out there in the, the business world. And, and, uh, you see, you know, it's funny as, uh, I was working and, and, uh, had an opportunity to volunteer with, uh, UCCS in Colorado Springs and kind of get back in the track and field a little bit. And, uh, I just volunteered and had, oh gosh, I think I was coaching two or three kids at the time and, uh, that's it. Uh, you know, the limited amount of time I had that I was in there coaching them and helping out, boy, I tell you what, it bit me. And I, I just really wanted to get back into coaching and wanted to try this thing full time. And, um, so you know you quit your you quit your job and and have an opportunity to to do this thing full time and and uh, quit my business job and and jump seat first into being an assistant coach there at Missouri S and T in, in Rolla Missouri and and uh, and then and you move on and, and different story different adventure and here I am now um, head coach at Northwest and and uh, you know one one of the best programs in the country as far as i'm concerned it's kind of a kind of a crazy way not normal path to to be the collegiate coach but uh i think it worked out all right
0: i think i think it, it it's okay you know how <laughs> isn't that just found money for uccs there too a few years ago like we've got this guy he was just a three-time all-american pole vaulter at emporia state but he's willing to volunteer to be a coach for us why not just bring him on right
1: yeah you know it's funny uh coach mish uh You know, he's like, well, I don't really have many recruits for you, so can you, can you make these guys, you know, uh, better? I don't know how to, how to coach them. We had some walk-on kids that were a high jump guy and a, and a a multi-event guy, and actually a couple of multi-event guys. And like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll coach them. That'll be fun. And, uh, you know, just giving back to the, the sport that gave me so much and, you know, just kind of, uh, getting that opportunity to be, to be a leader and, and, and take a couple of those young men and, and, um, you know, all three of them scored at the conference meet. And one guy, actually, he's a walk-on guy. He, he, he went from six, uh, I can't remember what he jumped in high school, six two or something like that. And he jumped seven feet uh, for me at, uh, at UCCS as a walk-on guy and was an all American. So you know, that really uh, put it over the edge. I was like, boy, this is fun. Uh, I really want to, you know, to try this. And and they gave me the opportunity. And, and uh, yeah, uh, it, it's a crazy path. Uh, but uh, it was a lot of fun.
0: Well, great things happening for Bearcat. Uh, track and field and cross country right now. Coach Masters in his second year, also assistant coach Nick Gibson in his second year at Northwest. Uh, coach Gibson is, is really nowhere near the Midwest as he was coming up and going through his schooling. How did you guys get connected here at Northwest?
1: You know, coaching. Uh, it's a it's a small group across the country, and and you know we we meet up uh, each year for the coaching convention. Uh, you know, and I, I met up with with Nick and and had some great conversations, and we just stayed in touch, and you know, there was an opportunity to coach. It, it's funny because Nick has this. Um, Mid-distance mentality. He's a he's a distance coach, yes, uh, but his guy that his love of basketball, his love of other sport, and his, his love of all the events in track and field really made me believe that we could uh, do very well as a staff because you know just having a distance coach mindset uh, is not what I'm looking for in you know, an assistant coach or, or, or a, a colleague, you know, someone I can build a program with. Uh, I'm not treating Rick like a you, you, he didn't have a title but he's a head coach. He's head coach distance, head coach cross. I mean as far as I'm concerned. He he is uh, he's a guy that you know, a guy you can count on, recruiting wise, leadership wise for the kids, makes great decisions. Um, you know and, and so yeah, Pennsylvania guy, uh, East Coast guy, you know, I call him up, uh, you know, Coach Peterson, Andy, Andy Elford be the job, and, and he says, hey, what do you what do you think about your distance coach, you know, do you have any ideas? I said, yeah, you know what, I have an idea. And <laughs> I called up Gibson and, and he said, hey, uh, there's an opportunity, uh, you know, here at Northwest for you. I, I would love for you to be part of this staff and help me build something special here and, and he goes, "Well, I'd never been to the Midwest before." And I go, "Well, if you want the job, you got ten days to get here." <laughs> so, <laughs> never, never been here, and uh, believed in me, and believed in you know, um, you know some of the research he was able to do, and, and, and on Northwest, and and uh, when he got here, everything was uh, what he expected and more. And um, we've uh, we, we've worked really. Hard on developing this program. All, the only two full-time coaches on staff for a roster of oh my goodness, I think we're going to be 95 on roster this fall. So uh, it's it's a it's a tall task. Uh, what I've asked him to do is to be a distance coach. Yes, but if I'm doing something else and I need uh, him to watch. The long jumpers or high jumpers or help me here or help me there. He just rolls up his sleeves and goes, and that's what I needed for this program. And and uh, he's he's awesome. He's awesome to work with. Uh, we have a lot of fun, um, you know. But recruiting and development is, um, you know, why I chose uh, Nick uh, to come um, help me build this thing uh, because he's he's really good at his job.
0: And you can't argue with the results so far. It's been great here at Northwest these first two seasons uh, for both of you. And uh, Coach Masters, three quick hitters, then I'll let you go and, and uh, let you go about your day. I appreciate you letting me uh, bug you a little bit this uh, this morning, though. But um, first one, what's the most difficult event in track and field?
1: Well, if you count the multi as one event easily, uh, that's that's it. The, the, you know, the pentathlon indoors for the women, heptathlon for the men Heptathlon and, and decathlon outdoor, uh, respectively. Uh, that's absolutely the most difficult. When you're doing ten events in two days, that's crazy. That's um, so hard. I, I would I would think the the single event the hardest is probably the 400 hurdles, in that is just a sprint and you got ten barriers to jump over. Uh, you could say the 800. You could say uh, you know steeplechase as well. But if it's a single event, um, 400 hurdles. If you if you look at the multi as one of it, definitely the multi. That's easy. Uh, as far as it, it's the toughest, hardest
0: event in track and field. We see a lot of former athletes. Um, for instance, probably Coach Gibson. He was a, a runner in school, and now he can probably just continue with his sport, go out and run, or a golfer. It's a, it's a lifetime sport. Could you go out and compete in pole vaulting right now?
1: Uh, right now, gosh, it. it Give me a, a little bit of time. Uh, I could, I could probably, uh, get over a few bars. Yeah. I was competing pretty, pretty decently as a 40 year old guy. I jumped fifteen ten 10 at, at 40, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the last, uh, six years, I, you know, it, it, the body just kind of, uh, decides it's, it's tired of, uh, uh, working so hard. Uh, it's harder to, to, to recover. And pole vault is, oh, my goodness, it's so hard on your body. And uh, I, I, I'd rather not. If you ask me to, and, and, and uh, uh, I could still probably get over a few bars, but I wouldn't like the next uh, four or five days, let's just say it that way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Once we get some of these restrictions lifted for COVID, I'd love to come out and just <laughs> see you do it. I've never done it, so I, and I know I couldn't, so it'd be incredible to watch.
1: It, it is a lot of fun. I, I love it. It is uh I wish I I wish I really had the time and uh, a younger man's body to be able to continue to do it because it's a blast. You know, fa- there's nothing like falling uh you know you get over yeah uh, you know, jump pretty high and and you know, falling uh, 17 plus feet down to the mat knowing you cleared the bar. It's it's it it feels like it takes forever and it's it's an exciting experience uh, uh no doubt.
0: Last one for you. Since we've had a little bit more time, although I'm sure you're still uh, finding other things to keep busy and plenty of recruiting, uh, any movie or book recommendations since we've kind of been uh, sheltered in place a little bit more here lately?
1: Oh, my goodness. You know, there's so many uh, really good uh, motivational books out there. And, and uh, you know, I, I think you, in a time like this, you really couldn't go wrong just uh, about not any book, um, movie, genre. Kind of, there's not a lot of them coming out right now. but right? I'm, I'm kind of a I love movie. I love movies. Uh, um, yeah, no real recommendations. I don't have. I don't. Sorry, I don't have any one in mind right now. But uh, uh, there's so many great motivational books that are quick reads that are, you know, 100, 150, 200 pages or something that uh, uh, might be really important to, to, to read at this point. Uh, you know, and, and sport is always such a so it's a great um, medium, I guess, uh, for motivational books. So I encourage you to to to, to read one uh, in, in this time. Uh, certainly, maybe to keep the positive, keep keep thinking about the future, and hopefully, hopefully, our kids get an opportunity to compete this year. And that's um, um, that's what we're hoping for, anyway.
0: Definitely, it's so easy to get into a rut with just kind of so much negative news right now. You kind of got to find something to kind of get a, re- a release or kind of go into a different area. So. Definitely motivational sports books, uh, definitely the way to go. So, Coach Masters, that's all of the questions I had for you. I appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking with us here this morning.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks once again to Brandon Masters for joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. We're excited to get this fall season rolling for the cross-country squad, followed by the indoor season over the winter, expecting big things out of Northwest Missouri State there. Then, of course, the outdoor season we didn't see at all last year. We'd love to see those track athletes get back out there and dominate for the Bearcats once again. So thanks again to Coach Masters for coming on to Bearcat Rewind. Be sure to check out some of our latest podcasts. We had Mark Gore, the Northwest Missouri State soccer coach, talking about the new turf coming in as well as what he's doing with that program also had jesse shaw a former bearcat men's basketball player played on the first two elite eight teams back in the early 2000s he's now the new head coach at maryville university taking over that basketball program there so some fun conversations with both of those check out them and much more here on a bearcat rewind thank you for listening please subscribe rate review and tell your friends about the podcast i'm matt tritton we'll talk to you again next time